Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. the main character of the video with no words the sheep yes now he's a friend of mine I know him his name is Fred and he's a pretty great guy I mean I've always liked him he stands out among all the other sheep but he uh, sometimes does silly things could you go to the um, the next slide for me awesome thank you now uh, he sometimes does silly things did he do something silly this time what was it? Well, before that. <laughs> he wanted the apple. That's right. He wanted the apple. Uh-huh. He wanted the apple from the tree. And, okay, we should ask a question right here. Is there anything evil or wrong about apples? Pastor, do you say if they shouldn't give their kids apples or anything? Okay. So there's nothing wrong with an apple itself. It's what he did with the apple. Why did what he do was wrong. He went and hit, okay, hold on. So he went and hid in a bush because he didn't want to share. So there should be sound with that, brother. Is there sound with that one? He went and he stole that apple and he, we didn't steal it. He took it and he hid in the bushes because he didn't want to share with his friends. Now, is that wrong? Yes, there might have been another hungry sheep standing there who needed a bite of an apple, but he didn't want to do it. Now, after he ate the, the apple, it was kind of like Thanksgiving dinner, right? He ate it, and he got so full and happy, he fell uh, asleep. And when he woke up, it was dark. Because what time of day was it? Nighttime. And he was all, uh, yes, where were all his friends? They went back. With who? With the shepherd. He took them back to the? <laughs> I never know what to call it. Back to the farm. He took them back to the, the sheepfold, right? Now, he was back there with all the sheep. Did, how did he know all the sheep were there? What was he doing? He was counting them. He's like 97, 98, 99. Oh, no. Someone was missing. Now, what other animal noticed that Fred was out there by himself? Say it out loud. The wolf. What sound does a wolf make? Very true. We need a few bases from the back. What sound does a wolf make? Oh, that was much better, yes. Now, that wolf, how did he know Fred was there? He could smell him, right, on the apple. He's like... There's a sheep around here somewhere. Did he want to play Uno with the sheep? Did he just want to hang out and have a barbecue? Actually, that's a really bad stuff. Did he just want to hang out and play Parcheesi? No. What did he want to do to Fred? He wanted to eat him. Fred was not going to survive the thing that the wolf had planned for him. Anybody here ever been eaten by a wolf? It's not fun. Because you don't come back from it. 
So the minute Fred knew that the wolf was there, how did he know the wolf was there? Because he heard the wolf say, yes. So he took off what? Running as fast as his little hoofs or whatever they call them would take him. And he ran and he ran and he ran, but the wolf was right behind him. Did you see that time that the wolf was like right there and got like a little piece of the wool from the backside of Fred? The first time I watched that video, I was like, oh, no, don't get Fred. But Fred managed to keep just a little bit ahead of him. What happened with the shepherd? He noticed Fred was missing. How did he know? He counted them. He counted them and he had a, a list. Who knew? This is awesome. So he had a list and he saw Fred was missing. And he heard the wolf say, yeah, he knew Fred was in trouble, right? Now, this is important. When he saw Fred was missing and he heard the wolf howling, did he just shout out into the darkness, Fred, you big loser. You've done this before. I've told you to knock it off and you didn't. You can just stay out there. Is that what the shepherd did? What did he do? Oh, he went to go get him? Did he like stop and like put on his Nikes first and like get a better robe? Get a manicure real fast? No, what did he do? He took off running right away. And as he ran through the forest, Fred was almost at the end of his energy. Did you see it? Finally, he did what? He he tripped. Doesn't everybody always trip in these things? It's crazy. I never trip, not once, ever, but he does. He tripped and he fell down and the wolf was right here, right? Like, and just then, who showed up? And what did he do? He took his staff and he played golf with that wolf. What did the wolf say? Whatever is ouch for wolf, you know, ow, or <laughs> whatever. And this is really important, okay, because there's Fred laying on the ground looking up at the shepherd, right? Did the shepherd say, see, I told you it was dangerous out here, and you chose to do it your way, Fred. I don't care about you anymore. I'm done with you. No, what did he do? He did what? He, he picked him up. Show me how he picked him up. You mean he didn't grab him by the scruff of the neck and shake him a little bit to teach him a lesson? Learn your lesson, Fred. I'm not coming back for you ever again. Show me how he held him. Show me. I did not know that sheep could smile until I saw this video. But man, that sheep was smiling big. Now, did the shepherd kill the wolf? No, he just knocked him out of the way, got him out of the danger zone, right? But that wolf, he was out in the woods. Did you hear him howl one more time at Fred? Was Fred scared? No, why not? Because he was in the arms of the shepherd. It didn't matter what the wolf did. He's not coming anywhere near that shepherd. The Bible says we are the sheep of his pasture. Every single one of us, all people, we are his sheep. And I don't have wool. And I'm not that short. 
but he guides me like a, a shepherd would guide his sheep. Because see, sometimes sheep make bad decisions, like Fred did. He just kind of made a mistake. He wasn't thinking. He just saw the apple, and his mind left him, and he was excited, and he ran off and did the thing he wasn't supposed to do, just like I do. Raise your hand if you've ever made a mistake. Moment of truth. And if you don't raise your hand, you're lying, <laughs> which is a mistake. So see, we all make mistakes. And never one time has God ever said to me, you know what, Sister Kara, I have told you 16 times about that, and I've had enough. I am done with you. Just stay out there if you want to. Because you see, he's a good shepherd who loves us like his children. Didn't we just learn a verse that said, greater love has no man than this that he would lay down his life for you, his friends. We were his enemy. The Bible says we were his enemies, living in sin, doing what we wanted, what felt good, what we thought was fine. When he died for us, I wasn't even born when he died, but he went to a cross. The king of all glory was willing to leave all of his power and majesty and come and live in this rotten, stinking flesh and walk around on this planet and all he ever did was good healing and blessing and touching and raising the dead to life that's all he did was good and they nailed him to a piece of wood and he said go ahead on the third day I'm going to raise my own self up no one has more power than him has more power. Can any of us raise ourselves from the dead? No. But he could. And he said, I'll do it because I love you. Now what does he expect back in return? Is there a God in heaven somewhere wanting you to pay him back for what he did for you? When he died for you on that cross, is there any way I could pay him back? I couldn't have enough money. I couldn't do enough good things. Even if I gave my own life, it's not enough. All I can do is just say, I love you back, Jesus. I love you back. Thank you for what you did for me. I, I love you back. Because there is a wolf who is chasing every single one of you. There's a wolf out there. He may not look like a wolf. He may not sound like a wolf. But to you, it might sound like pornography. To you, it might sound like drug addiction. To you, it might sound like poverty. There's a wolf chasing your children. He wants to take them down to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't want to play Uno with your kids. They're not going to survive the things he has planned for them. And neither will you. You think this is all about kids? It's not. There's a target on an adult bag just as much as there is for kids. Because he knows if he can get you and he can take you down, he gets access to everyone of your children you are so valuable why did the devil hate you like I didn't do nothing why would he hate me because God loves you so much when the devil messed up what did God do he made hell 
when we messed up, Jesus went to a cross and he was willing to shed his blood. And so when you are given that opportunity to repent, the devil hates you because he knows if I could just take her, it would grieve the heart of God. Oh, that's powerful. Do you feel the power of God in the house today? Because, see, there's an enemy who might not come to you straight up in your face. There's an enemy who might not come to you and just take, take you down in a car crash and kill you, okay? He's going to come to you and lie. He's going to say, your past is way too bad. There's no way you can approach Jesus. There's nothing that you could ever say to prove how sorry you are because you're way messed up, pal. God doesn't love you. He doesn't want you. You come from the wrong side of the tracks. You don't have enough money. You're too ugly. You didn't do good enough in school. Well, no, the devil wouldn't say that. Yes, he would. Because he knows what a disappointment you were to your parents. There are kids in the house today who are living under so much pressure. And they put it on themselves. But the enemy sees it and he has access to their heart. What is it that you've been carrying? What is it you've been carrying? Because Jesus is here. And he says, would you just give it to me? Just give it to me. Like, I don't, I can't do any better than this, God. I give you my heart. It's all I got. I need you to fix the rest of me. Because sometimes I feel so broken. And I'm only 10. But when you receive his spirit, he comes inside of you. All you have to do, the first thing we always do is repent. God, I'm sorry for the things I've thought that were wrong, the things I've said that were wrong, even the attitudes I've had that were wrong. Because I've done some stuff that I shouldn't have done, right? I give it to you, God. I'm sorry. I can't fix it. I don't want to live this way anymore. Would you help me? And if you ask him to forgive you, he forgives you. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. You don't have to fast for a week. All you got to do is tell him, okay, I give you my heart. Just do what you want with me. I know you can help me. You can do better than I've done. <laughs> and when he comes and lives inside of you, you can feel it. As you just worship him and talk to him, his spirit settles inside of you. He makes a change in your heart, something you could have never done for yourself, but he does. And it bubbles up out of you in a language you've never learned before. We call it the Holy Ghost because that's what it's called in the Bible. But it just bubbles on up out of you. There are some people in this house that are called of God for more. There's a reason you're here. He knew every single person that was going to be in this house today. He knew your name. He's got your number. And all he wants is for you to just hold on to him give you everything I have. So right where you're sitting right now, I want us to repent. That's the first place we always start. God, I'm sorry. Now you don't have to scream and shout and dance about. All you got to do is even if you whisper to him. Uh, Brother Soundman, would you turn on the YouTube channel just so we can have some other music and turn it up a little bit. It always gets a little awkward when we repent. I want to talk to God, okay? Pick a hand, whichever hand you want, and raise it if you want to. Close your eyes. Jesus, I give you everything I have right now. Lord, I know you see me. You know me. 
every single step I've taken, the path I've been on, you are coming with me. I know you've been there. Lord, I'm sorry for the things I've said that were wrong, the, the attitudes I had that were wrong, the thoughts I've had, the things I've looked at that I know I shouldn't have looked at. God, forgive me. Forgive me. That's right. There's some of us, we need to reach out to him in repentance. Allow him to open up your heart. Allow him to do that work inside of you he's been trying to do. He's been preparing you for this day. He's been preparing your heart for this moment. Respond to what you feel. Let yourself respond to him. I worship you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Now I want to make that same sandwich, okay? Let's all stand. Kids, I want you to come to the front up here by the by the podium, okay? And all the teenagers, come get in behind them, okay? We don't want them to come up here by themselves. If you're family to these guys, come on. Come in behind your children. And anybody else who's alive in the house, come on down. There's a God in heaven calling your name. I know you feel it. When you come to this altar, close your eyes. Think about him. Think about it. He's here. However you see God in your mind, picture him right there with you. And talk to him with your voice. God, I love you. Jesus, I got some stuff that I need to hand to you right now. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. Come on, do it like that. Close your eyes and just talk to him. Forget about everybody else around you. There's freedom in this house for you. There's healing in this house for you. There are broken hearts. He's wanting to mend. Do you feel the Spirit of God wrapping around your heart? Right now, Jesus, I give you every part of me. I give you every part of me. That's right. Close your eyes and just talk to him. I love you, Jesus. Right now, God, put your arms around me. Right now, put your arms around me, God. Fill my heart with your spirit. That's right, come on, let yourself feel that. Let yourself feel that. That's the Spirit of God. That's the healing power of God reaching out to touch you. He chose you today. He chose you to reach out to Him. He wants to heal you, touch you, fill you with His Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, make your way up to the front. We're going to pray with you to fill you up with the Spirit of God. Right now, I speak faith in this congregation. God, let your spirit rush into the hearts of every person who's lifting their hands right now, Jesus. There is no condemnation like the devil will bring to you. I rebuke condemnation today. There's no shame in the house of God. He died on the cross in shame. So you don't have to. I speak peace right now. Peace in Jesus' name. That's right. What you're feeling is Jesus. Close your eyes and just talk to him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I know you're young, but he loves you. That's right, teenagers. Reach out to him. Reach out to him, mom and
Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.